Feel like the everyday chaos is getting to be too much? Head on over to winninggym.com slash BAP and we can help you there. Join our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator program for quick wins for your gym. Check it out. You deserve it. Now back to the show. You are listening to the Built to Grow podcast, delivering the knowledge in all things fitness business. We help gym owners win. Here are your hosts, Tim Lyons and Randy Exton. All right. Welcome back to the Built to Grow podcast. I'm your host, Tim Lyons, in a studio today, joined by Randy Angston, what's up, man? He got it right. He got it right after what is it, four hundred and seventy episodes? That's it. <laughs> That's your name. That's your name. In studio in the flesh. Oh, got tons of big stuff happening, guys. Um, you know the Black Friday workshops in a couple of days. Yeah. By the time you're hearing this, it's already passed. So um, the webinar, the the webinar, the webinar, not yeah. the workshop. Gosh, I get that screwed up every time. We're so used to doing workshops. Um. Spoiler alert, we're, we're not doing workshops. We're not doing a workshop. <laughs> we're going to actually build it for you. <laughs> yeah. um, no, we're taking all the, uh, the work off of your plate. We're, we're building uh, Black Friday campaigns for gyms to make sure they win this year. It's going to be a big, big deal. Lots of cash flowing. Oh, God, yeah. That's my favorite, favorite campaign of the year that we still have our hands in. Yep, for sure, for sure. Okay, got a great <clears throat> episode today. You know, this, this is funny. Like, um, you look around the industry, you look at coaches, you look at gym owners, you look at who's doing well, who's, you know, kind of just coming up, all these all these great things. And, you know, on the top of many people's list is like, hey, once I get this gym to where it needs to be, I'm going to have 10 gyms or I'll have five or seven or whatever it is. And, you know, I never went down that path. And I'm kind of, I'm going to kind of just use this podcast to explain, you know, why, why, like, why, why don't you have multiple locations? Because in our iron circle, there's gym owners in there that have five, seven, eight, ten locations. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here I am with, with a single location. And, you know, it was funny because years ago, um, I, I had many opportunities to have several locations, um, you know, and, you know, you know, looking back, there's, there might be one opportunity I maybe should have taken, but even then I don't regret any of it because, um, you know, I definitely have made the right choices over the Mm -hmm. years, um, on, on specific things. Uh, one of the, you know, and and I'm going to tell you what that opportunity was because most people be like, dude, I would do that all day. And, uh, you know, I really thought about it, but it really came down to, um, you know, staffing. Can I, do I want to deal with a whole nother staff at another location? And do I want to grow that team and then do the same thing? Uh, everybody knows how difficult it is to find good coaches. Yeah. In fact, that's, way one, that's one of the biggest questions that come up all the time in our iron circle, in our coaching groups, in our Facebook group is staffing. Where are you guys finding great coaches? Um, and the honest truth is, you know, what was it? Ursa said, uh, you know, the, the trainer, uh, in average personal trainer joins and it, you know, enters and exits the personal training industry in uh, 12 months. Industry, guys. Not a business. The in enti- it, enter and leave the entire industry. Yeah, we've, we've had that happen here. We've, we've had a coach uh, come in and like, uh, I'm going to go work for Yelp now. Like, they're not even doing training anymore. They go down this path and then they're like, uh, this isn't what I want. Let me change paths and be a sales rep at Yelp or whatever the hell it was yeah. that I went to. Um, you know, and, and people, some people leave here and go 
train another place or, you know, we had another coach move to California and we got our job over there and stuff like that. But, you know, the opportunity was this, uh, there was a new development, like, you know, over yep. in, you know, maybe, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes away from here. Um, they had a, uh, it's like a work, it was like restaurants and businesses on the first floor and condos above. Mm -hmm. And it was this strip and, you know, and this was kind of in the, I don't know, it had started and stopped because of the 2008 stuff. Mm -hmm. They had built down, you know, they had built the um, the base of it and they had this big development, do big mall shopping center. By the way, it's, it's, swanky. it's really starting back up. Yeah, um, Bloomingdale's, Nordstrom's, oh, yeah. uh, you know, nice. uh, Neiman Marcus, all of these uh, big stores were gonna be over there. And they approached me, the developer approached me and says, hey, we would love to have a gym in here. Here's what we'll offer. We'll give you the space. Um, you don't have to pay any rent. You operate it. You, you, you put your own equipment in here. Uh, the only caveat is we want to allow our uh, residents to use the gym as a 24-hour gym setup. You know, they don't pay you know, in lieu of paying rent. Paying rent. And I, and I went over there and it was just dirt, right? You know, yeah. I mean, you gotta really, you gotta really like have the vision. And, you know, at the time it sounded pretty good. And then I started thinking about, it. I'm like, hmm, you know, we're giving away, I mean, we're, I guess in turn, right? Residents for rent, it made a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, but I turned it down. Um, years later, uh, Anytime Fitness went in there and then they failed. They didn't go, yeah. They failed. Yep. And, and something else went in there and they failed. So I'm kind of glad that I didn't go down that route. I think, I don't think I would have failed. There's a, I was in there the other day. They have a, the gym and it's, <clears throat> it's like white labeled just for like the complex. Like it's not, I don't think it's another. Oh, it's like a rec center? Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So yeah. they took it over and made it a rec center. Yeah. I just happened to see that the other day. That's so interesting. Yeah. Well, there was two gyms before that. Anytime was in there and stuff like that. Uh, and so, so you look at it like, okay, Tim, why don't you have multiple locations? Um, you know, I think when I was making decisions, I give it 10 years ago, I was looking around the industry and I was looking at people that I looked up to. I looked up to Rick Mayo, mm -hmm. you know, and, and like Todd Durkin and, you know, even Cosgroves and those guys and um, you know, Frank Nash, a lot of friends in the industry that, you know, I saw what they were doing. They had a one gym, they did that really, really well. And then they did something else. Yeah. Like they, they did something else, either coaching or they had another business or they did supplements and they worked for other companies or they were on boards of companies, but they just still had the one gym. And when I really look back at it, in my own perspective, I look at those single gym and I look at what a gym can produce. And I look at the gym as a vehicle and I say, the gym industry or the gym itself, a single location or even 10 locations is not the vehicle for wealth for me. Yeah. I didn't see enough upside potential in even five gyms to make the amount of money versus the time and the risk involved with creating a whole nother gym, signing another personal, personal guarantee, another sure. lease, uh, another capital expenditure on equipment to, to make it worth it, if that makes sense. And so, I went in different ways. Obviously we started ProFit. I'm big into real estate now. Mm -hmm. I'm doing short-term rentals. Um, we did that. We did the development deal and all those other things. And you know, the honest truth is, you know, that land deal, I look at the, the, the risk I took in the land deal. It was not sub, not small. No. It was a big risk. Yeah. Uh, but the reward that came out the other side of, of, of a single real estate transaction, the, just the profits, 
are more profits in an 18 month period than I can make in legacy personal training or pulse fitness in a 10 year lifespan. Yeah. So why would I, you know, go down the road of multiple gyms just to do some one deal in 18 months and do 10 years in profit all at once. You know what I mean? I do. I mean, and that goes back to like, we've talked numbers and the averages. I mean, like if you look at a training facility, we know 16,301 is the average revenue generated per month for a training facility. Right. If I was to say 16,301 and then pull off all of the expenses and look at true owner benefit from the profit that's left over, what it you know what does that mean like is is that enough to excite me to get out of bed every day as a gym owner mm -hmm. and probably not right and so now understand too that's the average that doesn't mean that you're going to do that it doesn't mean you're ever going to get there either but mm -hmm. you could do multiples of that obviously here we we do multiples of that every month now that i think is a benefit of your singular focus as okay, well right you know what i mean a lot i think a lot of gym owners get to that point where they're they think that they're at capacity. They've never, I mean, truth be told, I mean, most of the gym owners I've, I've spoken with that have multiple facilities have never like optimized or even gone over like the model that they run, the numbers of that one gym. They literally just took that model, got to a certain point and then said, okay, cool, let's just jump into another one. Um, you know, there's probably a hell of a lot more profit that they could squeeze out of that business or more people that they could put into there mm -hmm. without having to go divide and conquer, right? And people, more is not more. More is not better, right? More is more. And I think that this is a very real situation where doubling your footprint with, you know, equal, it, it also rivals your energy, your, your time, your yep. capacity, right? You are split between two and your obligation is to grow two. Um, it's like having twins, you know, right out the gate, you know, your time and attention is going to be divided. Yeah. Can you take something beyond the 16,000 and make it 30, 40, 50 at one location? Probably. We do it all the time with gyms. Can you do that twice? Maybe. But you better damn well have that first facility running like a, mm -hmm. you know, well-oiled machine with somebody else that's handling the operations, in my opinion. If you're still in the operations, you're way too early to be having the conversation about another location. Yeah. Hey guys, as you know, at Built to Grow, we're all about systems and scalability. And that's why I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Semi-Private Pro. Several years ago, I was in our gym looking around and I noticed our coaches were staring at their clipboards, struggling to stay one step ahead of the clients. And I thought, gosh, there has to be a better way. So I tasked Zach, our fitness director, and I said, dude, we got to find a software that would enhance our clients' training experience and increase our coaches' levels of engagement. See, we're all about client experience here. After countless demos, we realized there was literally nothing designed for our training model. So we set on a mission and I said, look, we got to create an app that is designed specifically for semi-private training. And I can tell you guys this firsthand, this is taking our training to new heights and I'm confident it can do the same thing for you. See, with Semi-Private Pro, you can streamline your training system, enhance client engagement and scale like never before without spending hours on programming. To learn more about how you can get started with Semi-Private Pro, head on over to special link here, semiprivatepro.com slash BTG, that's built to grow. So just head on over real quick to semiprivatepro.com slash BTG to check out a demo for yourself. And I see, I think some of the uh, allure of a second or third or fifth location is, you know, somewhat the false preconception of economies of scale. Yep. I can 
scale this across multiple locations. If I'm doing the programming here, I could do it at all the locations the same way. Uh, you know, I've already paying for this software. I could leverage it across two or three, you know, things along those lines. However, to your point, if you haven't optimized location A, you, there's no ever, no, there's no reason to go look at B, C, and D. Exactly. You've got to get number one. Um, if it's, if it's not providing uh, you know, profit, if it's not providing a lifestyle, um, if you're in the gym working your ass off every single day, uh, what do you think is going to happen when you have the second one and the third? And I've seen it uh, happen with gym owners that we work with where they have scaled too early. And yes, one or two of those fail, one's great, where they're not all even. Now, granted, it'd be probably nearly impossible to have exactly even across the board. But what I'm saying is two are way up here and one's way down there. And it's not because it's the newest one. Yeah. And then you start asking questions like, well, I, I don't spend a whole lot of time there because I'm over here. Well, there you go. Well, yeah. Where do you put my attention where it's deserved or where it's needed? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a big, that's another big aspect of it. I mean, if you look at, and without, I'm not throwing anyone's names in the mix, it doesn't really matter either way, but like the successful gym owners that are in our network, I mean, we've got a couple with multiple locations, three, four, five, there's some with 55 and every, both sides of that coin, they have locations that with all of their time, energy, and effort, they're struggling to get by. We've also had gym owners over the years that we've helped that have closed a second or a third location yep. or multiples, you know, and throughout the, the trials and tribulations of business. <clears throat> That's what it is. But to step in and make that conscious decision to go at least with number two, you know, because I mean, I remember go way back when we had Mike Gelf got on here and he talked about how he scaled to what, 23 or 24 of them. Yeah, there's different set points. And, and you, yes, strategically, sure, if you have that first location is optimized and you've got a, a great foundation, maybe that is the right choice. But that's that's the only time that you even have that thought. Let's not even fathom that until this business is, you can take that four right. week vacation. Right. And that, come back and the business is growing. That's really the tell, right? That's, that's a, that's a huge tell. That's I mean, the if, pressure test. Yeah. Does this business operate without me having to be in it, you know, pulling the levers? If that's a, a, an option, mm -hmm. another, another fitness facility is a potential option. But, but even but then, I, I, that, I can, I can, there. I can rubber stamp several right now. I, absolutely. I, I actually, absolutely. I'm so confident in our model. I could, we got our SOPs. We've got everything we need. I could go rubber spain stamp and do another one. I wouldn't do it like this. I wouldn't do the no. size. I wouldn't have a podcast room and <laughs> stuff like that in there. Uh, you know, but I think we spoke, if I ever had to do it all over again, the model we would go with, I can go do that. Yep. I could go do that. I just don't see the squee, the juice coming out of that. I don't, I don't like the, I don't think the gyms are the vehicle for wealth. You work way too. There's so many other things I could do with that time and that capital that will yield bigger results and bigger dividends than the fitness industry. It's just the way it is. Okay. We've discussed on this podcast time and time again, we have a product people don't want to buy. Yep. <laughs> we, people don't want to buy a gym membership, a training membership. They, they like, they're, they're in love with the romantic idea of being in shape. They don't like the work that comes with it. There's so many other things we could sell without even having to try other industries, other models, less overhead, less staff, less risk, bigger reward. Mm -hmm. To me, I'm looking at that. That's how I made my decisions over the years. Uh, yes, I honestly, I could do a, a several of these right now. And I just don't, 
that's not an appeal to me. I've got we've got something we just yeah picked up the other day that we're working on really really hard. I like the real estate to me is a no brainer. There's so many more benefits when it comes to real estate than it is a brick and mortar fitness facility. And, and uh, well, even to that, right? You get to a certain level of success, you've built a, a, ph a phenomenal business. I mean, like, there's no way around it. If you walk into this gym, anybody is going to respect what's been built here, right? The numbers show it at the end of the day, too. But with that being said, it take it takes a hell of a lot to do this, you know. And you can mm -hmm. go par. You, I always use that term parlay. Right, that's what it's about. It's taking the success that you've built, the hard lessons that you've learned in the fitness industry, and let's take the advantage of stepping into something that might not be as difficult to go sell to somebody and use the hard successes, the hard lessons that you've learned and watch those lessons mean carry even more weight right you can see even more success in another arena mm -hmm. because we're not fighting an uphill battle about the service, the product and all of that, right? If we're, just for the sake of conversation, we took this to a flower shop, right? People want the flowers, right? They, they walk in, they're looking to buy yep. and leave with the flowers. They came they, in today to buy flowers. And they get them today, or, you know, in a relative, they don't have to go, you know, plant the flowers themselves. They don't have to go sit there for eight months, watering them, watching them grow, no. you know, hoping that the weather and all of the other things don't come along and ruin it, right? That's fitness. There's so many variables. These the immediate gratification aspect of 99% yep. of other businesses is where the success of the sale and the buy and all of that come into play. We've learned how to do it really difficultly, really difficult in the fitness industry. Mm -hmm. Take those successes, even if it's the, you know the capital is one po point, right? Pull off some of that capital, invest it into another business in another arena. Take those lessons: marketing, sales, automation, delivery all of those things bring it to another business and watch we've seen it with some of our iron circle members right yeah. watch how you know easy for the lack of a better term and i'm not going to say it's easy but well, it's, it's in comparison the it's the truth gym owners are so wear so many hats and you have to learn so many things but that's an advantage if you were to go take go. it to another industry because those other industries aren't working as hard and learning as much as a damn gym owner has to Calm, ski, just aren't. calm seas don't make skillful sailors, right? And calm so, seas uh, don't make skillful sailor, sailors. Say that six times. Yeah, I, could, I couldn't say them six, once. Six. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> My voice is also leaving me today. Well, right. We, we, we've had to be masters of automation. We've had to be psychologists. We had to be masters <laughs> of marketing and master of sales. Get on the phone, close a deal, run your P&L, you know, coach the team, get on the training floor, create the programming. All of that usually lands on the fitness, the gym owner, you know, in the beginning. Oh, hey, government came along and said, hey, you can't operate your business this month. You're not essential. You're not an essential business. And you had to find a way to survive. Mm -hmm. Look around. There were two industries that I can think of that ultimately got hit that same way. With the, out, with the inability, it's the fitness industry and the restaurant industry. We're told... You can, cannot operate the same way. Yeah, but e even restaurants where they ended up doing takeout, yeah, they can they still had, survive. They, yeah, absolutely. Because they, they, of course, they bent the world. We can't do that in fitness. The only thing we could do was go on Zoom, which we did. And many of you as well listening did. You went online. You 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 brought your tribe together. You you saved as much as you could. And then you, you got... You got open again, and then you got closed again. And in even many at locations. that though, a restaurant, a restaurant serving you in in house versus providing take takeout for you, mm -hmm. their their business didn't change entirely. 
Right. Right? Taking somebody from in-person training to Zoom, it's not the same business deliverable growth scale like all of the things are there it's a different business so yeah. even at that it wasn't a one-to-one that, we, that we, i mean i can't think of an industry that got hit and decimated worse than fitness through it but to your point it made skillful sailors right you you if you're still in the game today you found a way to be crafty enough do what it took maybe it was digging for more capital maybe it was finding a way to keep your doors open whatever the hell you had to do those lessons and those skills that you built and developed during that mm -hmm. will carry over f in fitness forever and then even more so outside of the fitness industry. Right. Exactly. And that's what the Iron Circle is. Correct. It's, you know, there's our commonality is a fitness business, but it's the what comes next. It's, is it another location? Is it licensing or franchising? Is it creating a product within the fitness industry? Is it taking this and opening salons, restaurants? investments whatever it may be because this industry is hard <laughs> <laughs> it's I, I saw a um i guess it was a at a crossfit uh seminar and the guy was saying like you guys there's so many other things you you in this room could do you can go work at starbucks for 20 bucks an hour and probably make more than you yeah. do as a gym owner here and and i listened to that and i was like you know the goal he was talking about the goal was to make 100 grand or whatever as a gym owner and while that's a great goal um, you know, people in our groups are doing that. They, you know, with a snap of a finger, that's not the goal. Like that's the starting point. And yeah. then the other things happen after that. So in the CrossFit world, in the large group training in the, in the, in the like medium low price point, I would say 200 bucks and under or even 250 and under. Yeah. You got to even harder than anybody else, even harder, ultra competitive and you know, a lot of pennies. You gotta have a lot of clients. Right? <laughs> yeah. So anyways, hopefully that, uh, you know, that was just a little rant, little kind of story, little journey over here of what we're doing. <laughs> We've got so many cool things working on that we're working on. Uh, I can't wait to share that stuff yeah. with you as, it, as the time comes. But uh, that's it for this episode. Until next time, keep changing lives. See you on the next one. Bye. All right. And thank you for listening to that episode of the Built to Grow podcast, where we help gym owners win. Now, do you want to connect with me and other gym owners online? All you need to do is join our private Facebook group, Business Talk with Fitness Professionals. Just head on over to Facebook and type in Business Talk with Fitness Professionals. And when you do, we're going to give you our 10 marketing strategies, seven figure gym owners use to win. I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Until then, keep building something great.